Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. I'm your host, Steve Napoliton. This show is for C-level executives, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, and speakers who have found success, but they don't have the life that they want. On this weekly show, we're going to be talking about business skills to have more business while we design our ideal life and have more life. More business, more life without sacrifice. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. And today we're going to talk about success and money. Like, what is success, period? Like, let's just start to define this so that we can start to have more of what we want. You know, I, I know you and I've wanted to talk about this, Giovanni, that, you know, a lot of people, they, they put money as success. And so I, I just wanted to spend some time talking about, you know, success and money and, and how we define that, you know, and maybe it's different than, than what you thought. And especially coming to more business, more life, everyone thinks it's like, oh, you just want more and more. And, and I just have to be, you know, clear, like when we say more business, more life, what we want is we want to have the abundance that we want with our businesses or our, our work life, whatever we're, the productivity we want in the world, while we're having more life at the same time. And, and that is defined by you. Success is not the same for all of us. You know, what success looks like for you is different than someone else. So, you know, that has to be brought into play. And then the money that we want is just a tool. It's just the tool. It's just, you know, if, if you have, like, just think of a dollar as a unit of choice. The more dollars you have or whatever currency you're working in, then that is a unit of choice. So, you know, no matter what you are, if you're a nonprofit or for profit, I once heard, and I don't remember who I heard it from, but they said, no margin, no mission. Meaning, if you don't have a profit, if you don't have a cash flow, and this goes the same whether you're running a nonprofit. If you, I work with many nonprofits and they have the same thing as businesses. They need to bring uh, cash in so they can spend the money in the way that they need to. So, you know, so ultimately, I think what Giovanni and I want for everyone is to, um, and, you know, why we, why our mission is to help you because we want to be able to create the abundance that you need to, ha to have your why, which is what we were talking about last week, right? So it's, yeah, um, yeah it's big. This is a big one. I think it's one of the most important things to, to define in your life what success means for you. Does it mean money? Does it mean millions of dollars in the bank? Does it mean having a healthy, thriving family? Does it mean uh, having a piece of land, living remote by yourself? What, what, what does it mean? Like I think um, the first time I ever heard that was from Tony Robbins, uh, one of his, I can't remember which program it was. I was listening to him and he's like talking to a guy in, in the crowd asking him what success means. And I don't think he could really answer what that meant to him. And then he asked the guy next to him and the guy knew exactly what success meant. Success meant was like, for him was like waking up at a certain time, doing like da 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 da. He like was able to like lay it out very, very easily. Very procedural. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly very procedural as well. And he was just able to, but he knew what it was. So it made whatever his goals were easier when I don't, think we know what success means, how do you know you're going to reach it if you don't know what it means right? or what it looks like for you? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's like saying, I want to go somewhere. Yeah. Oh, oh, where do you want to go? Like, yeah, if someone, what, if someone waved you down on the street, you're like, Hey, 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 um, Hey, can you give me directions? Sure. You know, uh, yeah. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Anywhere. Yeah. But you're like, how's anyone going to give you directions? It's like, it's like Alice in Wonderland, right? When she meets the Cheshire cat, she's like, well, where do you want to go? She's like, doesn't matter. Well, then 
either either way works for you so go which, which way so but yeah it's it's you no know, it's i think it's really defining it and if you haven't asked yourself what success means um to you then i would suggest um taking the time right a few minutes right. just to to define it and just start writing it down you know um even where we my wife and i live right now we wrote down what we wanted and 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 it's one of those things like John Asaraf, who I've gotten to hang out with. And I don't know if anybody remembers, but from The Secret, he made a vision board and and then he had forgot about it. In fact, they went in boxes and like two years later, they moved into this house and his, his son was kicking this box. And he said, son, don't kick that box. And his son's like, well, what's in these boxes? Oh, old vision boards. They pulled it out. The picture of the house that they were just moving into was on that on that vision board. <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh. And I've been to the house. It's you know, you wonder how the heck did you not notice that? But the shot was from the back of the house with a helicopter and from the front of the house, it looks totally different. So you could come up with a realtor and not even notice that it was the house, right? Um, and we had a similar experience with with where we live now, uh, where we lived uh, last four plus years now. We wrote all these things down that we wanted. And, uh, and then after we were here a couple of years, I found the paper and I was like, oh my gosh, everything is on here. And, you know, and we didn't look at it. I didn't even put it on the wall. We just wrote down, we were just using it as an exercise. But like you said, knowing what you want, then, then there, there, there comes the success and any amount of money, uh, the money again, just becomes the tool. So I have like two stories real quick to share that I think are, are important to, to digest in this thought. One, I was working with these two women. They had a, over a $40 million business. Both of them were part business partners, these two women, and they're both clearing a million each a year. They came into my office and what they come in for? More money. I, I said, well, what would you like? What, what's going on? Oh, we want more money. We want, we want to make two million a year each. And I was like, okay, but we don't know how we can get to 80 million if we stay at the same ratios without killing ourselves. You know, it was like, you know, we, we don't know. So we need help. And then I asked this very simple yet magical question. I looked at her and I said, so when you're able to make $2 million, what will having that do for you? And then she looked down, got really quiet. I waited. And she looked back up to me. She's like, you're right, Steve. And I had no objections. I was like, what do you mean I'm right? She said, you're right. I don't need more money. I want more life. And I was like, oh, so you're saying that if you stayed at a million, but you were able to you know, have more life, then that would be what you want. Yes, absolutely. So really, when I asked more questions, it, didn't, it wasn't about more money. At first, when she stepped into my office, she thought more money would solve her problems, as many people do. Oh, the money's going to solve the problem. And it doesn't. I mean, yes, money may, makes better. I always joke around. They say, you know, if, you, if you're broke and you have a bad day, that's definitely worse than being, you know, having money and having a bad day. You know, definitely you can at least buy yourself a chocolate cake or something, you know. <laughs> but the reality is I've been in countries where people have very little and they're happier than some of the people I know in the United States that have buckets of money. So, you know, again, money doesn't buy happiness, doesn't have those things. And in the reality, what you, this goes back to what you were just saying, Giovanni, you have to define what you want because you then, then you can define what amount of money or tools do you need? If you want to build something, do you need a hammer or a screwdriver? Like you don't even know until you look at what you're building, right? So, you know, what, what is it? Um, and the second story I wanted to share 
um, is I was with this coach that I meet up with when we're speaking sometimes. And so, you know, I, I, we're at another event. I hadn't seen him in over a year. We're at this event. We're both speaking and we go for a walk together and we're like, Hey, what's going on? And he tells me, Oh man, it's been great. I've been consulting all over all the world. You know, my clients are flying me around. I was helping people in South Africa and they had yachts and we were like spending time out on the ocean. And, you know, and I was helping people in Sydney and I'm just like all over. And he's like, telling me all these awesome things he did. And then he goes, but I didn't do, you know, I told you last time, remember I told you I wanted to make a million in one year, you know, and I didn't hit the, I didn't hit the goal, you know, and he's super bummed. And, and, and I did that same question again. Oh, so if you did make a million, what would having that do for you? It's a magical question, by the way. Well, well, having that do for you. And he says, uh, I, I'd probably travel, you know, go on yachts. And, and he, oh, he literally listed out everything he just told me he did in the previous year. And so I had to stop him. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Do you, did you notice that you did almost all those things this year? And he goes, you're, you're right. And I was like, so do you need a million dollars to have those things? No. And, and he's a good earner. He's like already he's making multiple six figures, living a, a good life and having all those things. But then he realized, so this goes back to the point, the amount of money that we fix on our mind is not always the case. Yeah. I, I think, well, for Americans, it's, it's kind of been that program into you, right? You need to be, you need to hit X amount of dollars to live this kind of lifestyle, to have the 2.35 kids or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and like have the white picket fence and this and yada, 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 yada. And then so it's, it's like ingrained and she's like, okay, I need to, I need to be a millionaire. I need to, I need to do this. And then something that I've heard from you and from Tony Robbins too, is like, well, how much does it cost to do something? Oh, you want, you want a private chef? Well, how much is it? How much, do you even know how much it costs? And then I know you emphasize me, us being around each other so much. Like I, I know the story, but like, it's like, well, how much does it, how much does it cost to have a chef? And most people are like, I don't know. Well then, then how do you know you can't afford it or that you can't, can't get it. Right. Right. It's so. Um, I was shocked the first time. Well, we have three children, so there's five of us. So most of the time when we actually get someone preparing meals and sometimes they don't have to come and cook at your house, they can actually drop off prepared meals or you warm it up or, you know, and then sometimes you cook at your house, but you, you, you never know until you actually get the cost. How, how do you set any goal? if you don't know what, where you need to go. Again, this comes back to the lack of direction, right? What we started this, you know, it's like, hey, um, can you give me directions? Oh, I, I, um, where do you want to go? Anywhere, you know, okay, well, well, either then now you're living to where they want to take you or they're not going to be able to help you. So, you know, I remember the last time that I really did yard work. Now I like to go out and, and fiddle, you know, like, so if I we do some gardening or plant some tomato plants or something, you know, like, then uh, that's like fun for me and it's not a have to. But I do remember, um, I used to love doing the yard work. And before we had kids, my wife and I got almost two acres. We got this this land and and I, that used to be my like getaway, right? You know, doing that work helped me relax and be with the land. And then once I had my son, then I remember, and we had moved out of that house now. So we're in this other house and I, and I, 
we needed to do the yard work. It was getting like really bad, like big things, like trimming some of the bushes. Uh, I, I trimmed a tree that was over the driveway, like a whole bunch of stuff. I got sunburned and this is on the weekend and I'm still working way harder than I do now. So I'm not the Steve that we know now. I was like working really hard during the week, come home and spend a whole Saturday, get sunburned, doing all this yard work. And I go inside and I see my son. I'm like, oh, I got sunburned. I didn't play with you. You know, and this is not okay. So that week, my neighbor had a landscaper. I said, to hell with this. I walked over and I'm like, what would it cost? You're already here. How about you do my house the same time every time you come? And then I, it was so like at that time, it was, and we went from a lot of land to like a much smaller plot, probably because of all that work. So it, it was like a hundred and something bucks. I think I was paying like 120 a month. So it was like a little over 20 bucks a week. And I, and I was like, what? I'll, I'm never doing yard work like that again. Like, I mean, you know, to spend 30 bucks, I spend more on a lunch. So if I gave up like buying out lunch one day, then I had my yard done, you know? So then it puts things in perspective. You're like, oh, do we want to eat out tonight? No, we got the yard work done. I mean, then you can make a choice, right? Like, so the, it, you can actually have a budget and, and start to have what you want. It's, uh, and then again, you know, the, the net worth, I think, let's get back to success and money. You, you think that success is based on our net worth. And, and like you said, in the United States and many other places, it, it, it's different levels. But I think in more than one country, like, you know, how much your net worth is still plays. But I think definitely in the United States, it's heavy. And really, the reality is, I think uh, it's like any recipe. If you're going to cook something, then you just need the, you need the ingredients. So how do you want your life? To play and then get the ingredients for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I fully agree. Uh, something you said uh, kind of sparked a question because you hear a lot of successful people, right? And successful meaning, you know, the big business guys or gals who um, have all the stuff. And I remember one, I think specifically, I think it was from Jim Rohn. And it's very similar to the yard work uh, story you just, you said. Uh, and I'm curious for you because they say, you know, as soon as you can stop something, if it's not making you money, right? Like if you're doing yard work and you can be out making money, like at what point do you stop doing the yard work? But then you said something that like you enjoy doing it. And I'm curious like what your thoughts are on, and I don't see if I can formulate the question properly, but it's like if something you enjoy, because for us, we're just, we're literally just saying right now, it's not about money right? It's not all about money. I mean, you want to have a, a, a comfortable life as much as you can, but it's not always about the money. So where, where's that defining line? If like, if you enjoy, if you enjoy the yard work or if you enjoy whatever it is, that's not making you money. Like, how do you draw the line of what it, what to do and what not to do? Yeah. You know, I think it changes. That's a great question. And I, I might answer in a different way than you're thinking. So please follow up with another question if you need to. But I think it changes, you know, like when we, when my wife and I first got married, we took turns cooking. So like, I would be my turn one night, then her turn. And, and I loved it, man. I would cook up some stuff, found old family recipes, like, you know, even during that period of time, I learned how to uh, make my grandmother's uh, Italian bolognese sauce and, you know, like all those things. And it was awesome. And, and getting to feed your partner, you know, like, Hey, try out what I made for you. And it was all awesome. And then as the, our children came into our lives and, and work changed, you know, then I was wanting to be very efficient with my time so I could play with my children more. And then sometimes if, you know, going shopping, getting the food that we need, bringing that in, 
then, and, and this is for me, some people, they, that's absolutely their passion. Like I want to feed my family. So I'm going to go pick from my garden. I'm going to do that in the period of my, there was a period of my life where it was like, okay, we're going to get great food because we wanted to eat healthy and health became a big importance to us. Uh, we had lost uh, four babies in pregnancy and a lot of it was because of pesticides and different things. So then we got, it got, it got more difficult. So in that period of time, it got more difficult. We had to read all the labels. Where did this food come from? And it was like, oh my gosh. So then we found some really trusted sources and had that food come. And then that's when like having some chefs and having people prepare for us because we were busy raising the family and I was building um, my business differently. And now fast forward again, now the kids are older, even my son's cooking now. Now we're like getting back in the kitchen and not having uh, a person. So it's probably been over a year since we've had a personal chef, like maybe a few meals here or there if we have guests or something, but um, we're cooking again. So I think the periods of your life change and what's important to you. So I, I think to your point, Giovanni, I, I think this is the point you're trying to make is that it's not just about not doing work that's beneath you. Cause I think that's kind of where sometimes it comes. It's like, are you worth that? You know, if you could pay someone 20 bucks an hour or 10 bucks an hour to do that, why are you doing that activity? Well, if that's something that makes you uh, happy, if you, if it's something that you want to give, because acts of service is a, a sign of love, you know, like um, even what is it, Dr. Chapman, the one that wrote the book, The Five Love Languages, oh, yeah. one of them is an act of service. So you might be a, uh, a CEO executive and you know that your wife's going to love it when you vacuum the living room. So then, you know, if you want to show that sign of affection, then you're, you're going to vacuum the living room. Like, you know, I think, you know, don't get caught up in, in it's kind of like what we're talking about, like, what is it that you want? And then, and then what will having that do for you and, and don't listen to anyone else, you know, like do the things that make you happy. And I think that will drive your life. And there might be periods where you want to hire it out and there might be periods you want to do it yourself, you know, and, and let, let do both, do both. Nice. I, does that, does that hit on it? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was exactly, yeah. Cause it's, cause you, you just hear that a lot, right? It's like, it, if, if it costs you, if you're making $60 an hour, say, and you're doing something that, well, that costs somebody, you know, $20 an hour to do it. Like, is it worth it for you to be doing it? But it's like, well, if it's enjoyable and like the whole thing, yeah. So that that's perfect. Well, and here's the thing. It's about delegation. So there's only so much time in the day. So if, if at that period of time in my life, cooking was not what was most important to me, then I'm going to delegate that. Now I'm delegating other things in my business so I can work less hours and I can go in the kitchen. So it's like, whatever is the important thing, but know, know this. I think the lesson in it is that we only have so many hours in the day. What is most important for you to do in spending those hours? Like maybe I enjoyed the yard work, but what was most important to me when I got the landscaper was spending time with my son. And he was not old enough to go do yard work with me. You know, yeah. uh, tools and stuff like that were dangerous for the little boy. Like he was very young at that time. And, you know, so I wanted to, you know, I mean, this is the age when it was like, sit on the floor and roll a ball back and forth, dad, you know, like that, that you know, so basically choose what's most important to you and, and what you do best and deli. And so that is true too. Like, you know, don't do something, um, like an, another quick, this is a short story. I, when, I, when we got, uh, the second house, my wife and I had, it was that one in the country that I was talking about. And within six months, the well uh, uh, broke and, and the piping in the ground, I thought was the culprit. Um, 
by talking to a few people. I don't even remember how I came to that conclusion. So I'm out there trenching and, you know, and I took like four days off work and I'm still not fixing it. Uh, uh, my Jen's left the house. We're not even there because we had no water. So like, you can't even live there. And then uh, I was like, what am I doing? This is ridiculous. I hired a company in four hours. I kid you not, in four hours. And the problem what is, wasn't even what I thought it was. They came in, found the problem, fixed it. Uh, I did need new pipes where I was trenching. So I did do a little bit of the labor. But in four hours, they finished what I was working on for four days and I couldn't figure out. And so that's a case in point where like, that's not what I do best. And I can tell you right now, in, in less than one day's work at my company, I, I was able to pay them. So, you know, that's where it is. If it's not your hobby, and I believe me, I was not having fun. <laughs> so uh, that's one of the points where delegate, delegate, delegate. And then other times, you know, delegate, even if you have to make a trade-off, there are a lot of things I like to do. You know, like right now I'm loving piano and flute, but I don't play it all day. I'm doing other things. There, there's other priorities in my life as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. And uh, so kind of getting back to uh, like money as a tool, like what would you say for somebody who has a tough time seeing that, right? As a, as a resource or a, as a tool? Cause I think I believe many people do not see it that way. Right. Like money's evil. You know, a common thing that people have said to me too, because I was a very ambitious person. They're like, Steve, don't forget me when you, when you become, you know, like everyone changes when they have money. You know what I found, Giovanni, is that people don't change when they have money. People um, change to have. So if you grew up without that, you, you have to change your mindset in order to, to have. So, so the reality is we already change before we have that new thing, that change in, in our life. And, and ultimately, all of my years now and being around some very wealthy people, the, the thing that I've noticed is that money amplifies who you are. I would say it amplifies, it really shows who you are. So, so if, uh, if you give money to a good person, they do more good in the world, right? Because they're able to take that tool and use it for good. If you give money to an asshole, and, and you know, forgive my language, but it's the best way to illustrate it, then they become a bigger asshole. They just become a bigger asshole. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, it just amplifies who they are. And I, I, I've been around people with tremendous amount of money and they're doing tremendous amount of good in the world, you know? So, so to say that money defines someone, I, I think it does not. Money just amplifies their personality. And I think for you, you know, um, and it doesn't always have to be money. I mean, you can, you know, I've seen people that they trade, they barter. I mean, think money is just a tool to trade. I mean, you think about it, when we come to commerce, commerce is trading. That's why they're called trading companies. We're, we're in the trades, all these terms, because you would in the old day, you would say, hey, I'd really like to have some milk. So I, we're looking to get a calf. We have a ton of chickens, you know? And then, hey, what if I trade you this many chickens for, for your calf? And then now I can give, uh, we have milk, you know? We want to make cheese. I don't know, like whatever you want, like you can, you can trade. And so then we weren't trading evenly or it was harder to travel. So the reason they started to have currencies in a lot of different places was because then you could travel uh, without carrying the calf or whatever, right? And so now you could go buy something and all these things. So ultimately, and I know someone else could do a better job telling the history of currency. <laughs> However, what I want, to, the point I want to make is that that money, that all, all it is is a trading tool. Yeah. 
that that's all it is. And you, whatever, and this goes back to what you were saying, Giovanni, define your success. What do you want? And let all of it go, you know, because if you're trying to make money just to keep up with the neighbors or what your family thinks or, or, you know, whoever it is, then you're living someone else's life. You know, you're, then you're not going to fulfill yourself. You're going you're gonna to feel unfulfilled and you're going to get more and more grumpy as you get older uh, because you, you missed out on what you wanted. So I think def- going back to the beginning of this, this podcast today, define what you want and then get the right amount of money. Whether you want to build a nonprofit, a for-profit business, whether you just want to you know, retire and, and paint or play music or whatever it is, then what amount of money makes that possible? And, and, and even going beyond the money, like what makes that possible? Because then other things uh, come about, you know, um, it, it, it's amazing. And then you start answering the question, you know, what I want, then how you get there may change. You know, the road that you're on may look, it may get you where you want, but it might be a harder road. You know, you can switch, we can switch roads. Like for instance, you know, maybe you're living in San Francisco or Sydney or New York, very expensive cities. You can live in other cities and have less money go a longer way, you know, so, so you could choose, but then maybe you say, no, I'm never leaving San Francisco. Okay. Well then you, then now we have to play a different level of the game you know, then what is it that you want? So I think, you know, coming down to it, find what you want. And then what is the means to get there? And that's all money is. Money is not evil. It's, it's ambivalent. Like it has no, like what it, it wakes up and says, Oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, you got more money in your wallet. I've got you now, <laughs> you know? Um, and that ugliness comes from if money just defines you, which I think is again, other people who tells us we have to have a certain amount of money. What what the yeah. what the hell is that? You know, like I I once yeah. met this guy and he's like I'm getting really close and I'm like we're really close to what? He's like getting the money that I need. He's like I figured out if I had six million dollars, then if I uh, do these certain investments, I'll I won't I I can then I can do what I want the rest of my life. And I I know this man. He hit it. He hit the goal, and now he does what he wants. And he did take like. I think almost 18 months and, and just traveled and did nothing. And then now he's like doing things, contributing to other people's lives. Cause I think none of us can sit still without being productive in, in the world. So, you know, but he knew his number, then he could save this six million. What if the, he, what if he didn't listen to that? And he's like, I need to have 20 million in retirement and all this. He would have worked many more years before spending the, the, the time. And, uh, let's get back to it. Define what success is for you. What is it that you want in your life? What are the things that you want to be doing? And then build the budget, whatever that is around that. And you can barter if it comes available. You can have money, whether it comes available. The way to get where you want will start to present itself once you define it. Yeah. Well said. The simple step is start writing it down. I think you said it, Giovanni. Bring, get a piece of paper, start writing down what you want. And then it's like kind of um, putting an order together, you know, like if, if you walk into a restaurant and, and you walk in and you're like, how much is it? How much is it for what? For dinner? Well, it depends on what you order. Well, I need to know. I don't want to look at the menu until I know how much it's going to cost. You know, maybe they can give you a range or maybe you have an idea if it's like a, you know, a higher end restaurant versus, but literally you got to like go to the menu, pick out what you want, and then they can tell you exactly how much it's going to cost with tax and everything. You can calculate it. So 
I think getting the more clarity you get um, around your desires, then the easier it is to achieve them. And then the appropriate amount of money will come into your life um, and, and or find the way to have that. And then you'll be living the life that you want. Yeah, absolutely. It's simple. We overlook it. We want to make it harder. We want to make it harder. We want to make it harder. Don't, don't make it harder. Just get a piece of paper, write down what you want, and then figure out what it takes. And if you can't figure out what it takes, that's when you get a mentor. That's when you say, hey, what will it take to have this? And somebody else has probably already done it or is close to it. Even if your thing is super original, somebody's gotten darn close and just follow them. That would be my advice. And, and then you'll have what you want. And it's not about the, the money. I think the last thing I'd say is like, stop defining your net worth by the dollars. You are way more valuable than, than you think. And I know this of myself. Like I started realizing, especially I kind of had a low, I, well, kind of, I did. I had a low self-esteem uh, going into my 20s and didn't think much of myself. And I had to find my, my value. And, and it's right inside of you. We're all more valuable than we ever imagine, and you know you got to give your you got to find yourself. That's why I love yourself first, and then and find what you want, not by anyone else's uh, recipe, yours, and then and then follow the steps. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks for uh, doing another awesome podcast with me, Giovanni. Thank you, sir. It's always a always a good time. Well, I hope this has been helpful. And as always, I always say, choose gratitude and create freedom. Really find your gratitude and it will parlay right into what you want. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenopleton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenopleton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenopleton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.